Welcome to Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. This podcast will offer weekly episodes equipping passive and active investors alike with the tools, knowledge, and confidence to build wealth through one of the most powerful wealth creation vehicles out there, apartments. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. Oh my gosh, it's dun, dun, Monday dun, dun, again. When do we do this? Every Monday, 3.30 Central. Welcome Ish. back, everybody, to Monday Mondays. We're here right. live talking about real estate, specifically about multifamily. And more importantly, what are we talking about today, Ben? How to talk and work with the real estate brokers. So what I want to preface today's um, show about is real estate brokers, real estate agents, the same exact thing. For some reason, in commercial, all the agents are called brokers. Yeah, I have no idea why they did, why it's like that, but that's just how it is. Everybody that is not the buyer and seller is a broker. Yes. Pretty much, except yes. the attorneys, I guess. You got yeah. your mortgage broker, your insurance broker, your capital transaction broker. Yeah, you got all yeah. kinds of brokers, right? You know, so at the end of the day, we're talking about the real estate brokers. These are the guys and gals that are finding the buyers, finding the sellers, you know, and then ultimately the the person in between that trying to facilitate a deal, right? These are the people that we get all of our deals from. You know, now other people have different strategies. You know, some people send letters, some people will cold call, some people, you know, might have some other strategy. But I'm telling you, when you want to go step into the larger properties, this is more of a corporate business transaction, folks. Like you're not going to get it off of a yellow letter. I'm just telling you. You know, you might be sub 50 units if that's what you're chasing. You might have some potential luck doing it that way. But most of the time, even on the smaller properties, you're doing it through a real estate broker. So the importance of today's show is to talk about what you should, what you shouldn't do. This guy's the, the, the king of this. He knows how to build rapport instantly. And I think that's the most important thing because you have to be able to not only talk, talk, but walk the walk. Absolutely. You and, and, you know, and one thing too to mention that has been kind of alluded to, this day and age, everything's going through a broker. So yep. if there's anything you're gonna spend some time learning to do, it's probably how to work with these people and how to talk to them, right? They are your friend. They're not there to, you know, waste your time and you should not be there to waste their time either, yes, right? And realize big. that. That's and big. so I mean it's a big part of it. And you know, just realize though they do represent the seller, right? So they are in it to get the best price for the seller, as they should, mm -hmm. right? And so there's a little bit of just kind of getting to know them, them getting to know you, and trying to find a match, right? Deals happen whenever both sides can find something they both agree on. Yeah, so. you lean in a little bit, right? You know, but that's one point that I want to stress today. Their fiduciary commitment is on the seller side. Unless you have a buyer's broker on your side, that person's fiduciary commitment is to you. So what do I mean by fiduciary commitment? That means that their loyalty, they are working on behalf of the seller. So yes, you can be friendly. You guys could even be friends. But at the end of the day, they are there to get the best deal for the seller, not necessarily for you. So buyer beware, and a lot of these transactions, the buyers are not represented, but the sellers are, and that's totally fine, right? You have lawyers, you have mortgage brokers and lenders, all these people are there on your side as well, right? So you just need to understand what you're getting yourselves into. So let's start it from the top. Some of these questions kind of came in ahead of the show. What are some of the do's and don'ts when you're working with the real estate brokers? You know, so I think first thing is, you know, get to know them and build the real rapport, right? Yeah. Don't be the guy that just calls and asks questions. Get to know them and show them that you remember your previous conversations with them, right? I think that's a really big piece. I always try to find something silly to kind of tie together so the next time I talk, I will remember it naturally, right? And you bring it up, it shows that, okay, you're having, you're not just, it's not just transactional for you, yeah. right? It's about building rapport, getting to know these people, right? Another big one I would say is, you know, 
don't waste their time and give them feedback. Right. I, I think, think that's, that's important. That's one that yeah. not enough people do because you know the broker if they go out on a limb and finally show you a deal, don't just ghost them after that, right? Show them that, hey, we did the homework and it didn't really match what we're looking for and here's why, A, B, C, D, right? Yep. Or maybe it did find a match and give them that feedback. And I think that's probably two of the biggest ones and I can keep going unless you want to chime in. No, 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 I think that those are greats, right? You know, I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing is is that they don't, the reason that when newbies get in it, they find it hard to build rapport with these people is because they're automatically have their guard up, mm-hmm. right? So you really do have to, you know, do what you say and say what you're going to do, right? You know, and stick to your word, right? This is, you're building a relationship with these folks, right? And you don't have to be buddy, buddy, BFF, texting each other every weekend. But, you know, I mean, be friendly, right? Well, you know, don't text them every weekend. Come you on, might be, man. you know, but some people, you know, for it's, a, they might have other, you know, obligations, right? And so it's, it's hard to kind of keep up with that. But don't also be like, hey, what's the whisper on this and give me all the details and then buy, right? You know, nobody appreciates that in general. It doesn't matter if you're a real estate broker or it's some kind of other client relationship, right? You know, so go in there with the expectation of, hey, you're trying to build some some substantive relationship with these people, right? Um, next question that kind of came in is how do we do it? Yeah. You know, and I just say, you know, there's a lot of this information already online, you know, and the, there's big firms that are nationwide, you know, CBRE being one of them, Cushion Wake being another, Marcus and Millichap. These, these people are easy to find. They typically have satellite or franchise, you know, offices throughout the country. So and, you can start there. And to add, you know, one big tip is use one broker to get you into another broker. Oh, I like this one. Right? This yeah. one's a big one. This is part of the dues, and this is part of how we find it is, you know, once we have rapport, right, it takes a lot of work to build rapport. But, you know, once you're building rapport, those guys will go to bat for you. Yeah. Right? We have multiple brokers that will go vouch for us. For any broker in the world, like, literally, I can just say, hey, go meet these people. You know these people. This person will vouch for me. Yep. And so use a broker to tell you who other brokers are in your same market or other markets, right? Because even though they are competitors, it's not like they don't know the other guy. It doesn't exist, right? Yeah. And you're not, you know, they're not really losing much by saying, well, there's these other three competitors, right? It's actually kind of a very close, small knit community. But also like the CBRE example is great. Yeah. We know the guys here. They can put me onto the guys in the other markets that we're looking, and that's how mm-hmm. we're able to start to look and grow into some of the other markets, right? We're looking to get into Florida. Guess what I did whenever I was in NMHC? Made sure the brokers that we knew told me about the brokers that we don't know. Yep. And you instantly, you know, have credibility with those people because mm-hmm. you came through a trusted source. It wasn't a cold call. No, I agree. That's huge. You know, because it's going to break down those barriers very, very quickly, and you're automatically going to be in the on the good side of the transaction, right? They're not going to they're not going to ask you these questions or kind of just debate in their heads: who are these people? Are they actually legit or not? You've already transacted with somebody that they like, know, and trust. You know, and so therefore you're instantly building credibility, and that's huge. So that's another big strategy that we did. So you've got obviously just looking on the internet, right? Or you're doing, you know, an intro from one broker to another one is another way to do it too, right? But a lot of this stuff is out there. And then also, you know, I mean, if you're getting into the business, like, you know, I mean, who have you transacted with? You know, asking these types of questions, we're a tight-knit community. You know, this is not like the single-family world. There's not as many multifamily properties out there. So a lot of people know a lot of other people, right? And most people are pretty open and, you know, kind of look at it from an abundance mindset. And they'll just tell you, hey, yeah, go to, you know, Jamie Harrington over at NAA or Mark Allen over at, well, Actually, now they're all G-R-E-A, you know, know, they formed a new big, awesome company. Um, And those guys are great, you know, and they'll just go, you know, hey, go and introduce yourself to those folks. Right. I think also another big thing is, is network. You know, not all of these guys get out and do panels and network, but some of them do. 
So again, you have to get out from behind your keyboard, folks, and go and network if you want to get deals done. So next question, why does having a great broker relationship matter in commercial real estate? I'd say it just matters in general if you're doing real, Makes real estate. Makes life easy. I mean, they are the yeah. gatekeeper, whether you like it or not, to buying deals. Yeah. I mean, you don't have they, a good relationship. You're known as the guy that's a pain in the ass to work with. Pardon my French. Ooh, ooh, you're probably ooh. not going to be able to buy successful, you know, many deals successful. Yeah, I mean, I would say 98, 99% of the bigger transactions are going to go through a commercial real estate broker. So you need to have those relationships, and that's why it matters. You know, whereas on single family, there's a lot more of this kind of maybe buyer to seller transactions directly could potentially happen. They're still problematic in some ways, you know, because there's always there's an emotional component to single family, whereas commercial is more of a business transaction. But still. They know the buyers, they know the sellers in these specific markets. That's how they add value, right? So that's why it's one of the biggest reasons why it matters, Absolutely. right? Um, any tips for winning deals? Um, We're not going to give away all of our secrets here. A but, lot of tips, but I mean, ultimately, you know. You know you got to get there on price, but really get competitive on the terms. That's where we do. I think that that's important. Price People's is price. Like, you know, if you're a million dollars off, you're a million dollars off. Why would a seller pick you? Right. But it's about how do you stand out above the other guys that are maybe close. Right. Mm-hmm. And terms is the biggest one. And be known as the guy that just easy to work with, right? Like yeah. we closed a big deal recently and trust me, that broker said it many times to many people. Like it was, what do you, I forget the phrase he said. I mean, it was just, uh, smooth as butter. I forget. Well, you know, t- tells other people that brokers yeah. hear that they want to work with the guys that are not going to blow up over every little thing that happens. Yes, He's, not going to nickel and dime. There's a lot that happened. We've sold to guys yes. that nickel and dime, and it was a complete pain. So. Yeah, no, it's a pain, right? So, I mean, I think be an easy buyer, be an easy seller. You know, that, that means that the real estate brokers want to work with you. They Trust me, yes, a million dollars is a million dollars, and they'll put up with that pain in the butt. Yes, they will, folks. But if it comes down to your 50K, below, you know, the guy next to you, guess what? They're probably going to go with the person that's going to be the easiest transaction and they will sway. They have a fair amount of control over how these deals get done, even at the bigger end. You know, we've had brokers pretty much tell us, hey, the seller told me to pick, you know. You want to be the pick. All right. All right. Well, then, and then guess who, guess who he picked? He picked who he liked, which was us in that case, thankfully. You know, so the importance of it, I cannot stress it enough. You know, um, Ferris mentions some great points, right? Yes, price is price, but look at your terms too, right? You know, can you, you know, tighten up your DD period? Can you tighten up how quickly you can close? You right? step up on a ton of earnest money is yeah, a big is, one. Is, is earnest money, I mean, that's non-refundable. The- I mean, we've had, it's, uh, in some cases, a million and a half up in earnest money. Nobody could touch that. Did you so- ever think we would say we'd have a million and a half in hard no. money day one, like whatever we got into this the, business, never thought that, right? But at but the end of the day, that allowed us to win a deal. And the other thing, there was two things, that and we were gonna close by the end of the year, Yeah. right? You know, And that's that was a hard feat to do whenever we got this under contract. So don't just be thinking about price. Yes, price is king, everybody likes price, we get that, right? But if you wanna differentiate yourself from the pack, sometimes terms is gonna get it, right? You know, But also building that rapport will put you over the top as well. So. Boom. We got through it. That's it. So let's keep going. So if anyone has any comments, questions, please leave them. We will answer them live. Otherwise, we can keep going. Anderson Rusum says, howdy, guys. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, buddy. As a reminder, we do this every Monday, 3.30 Central. And 
really the value is for you also. You know, let us know what questions, comments, thoughts yes. you have. We are happy to answer them live. No, we want we want this to be interactive, folks. So even if you miss this, you're watching the recording of it, right? Drop drop a comment in there. Drop a share. Drop a like. You know, we, we or you want us to talk about a certain topic in the future? Let us know that, right? We're just coming up with stuff that we think is going to add value to you. But we'd love to hear from you, right? You know, but you know, the, today's topic was one that kind of came in, you know, uh, from somebody out in the in the. Where are we at? Metis- metaverse? Where's the metaverse? Metaverse. Mm, interverse? Whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about. The internet. Uh-huh. Anderson says we met at Infant Miami. Love you guys. Oh, glad thanks, to have met you. And we you. love you too, man. No, no. <laughs> so glad you enjoyed it. Well, I know we had some questions. Did we have some questions come in last time, Shannon? I know there was one time that we couldn't get to you know, some of those questions. I don't know if you had those pulled up. I put those on. It was last week. Oh, that was last week. All right. Cool, was, cool, uh, cool. How to get involved Gotcha. All right. So we had that from last week. All right. Well, then let's keep moving along then. Let's keep going then. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. This so is almost T-minus two weeks, people. This is this is going to be the last call before the very last call. The event of yeah, the uh, century. Oh, wow. Of the year, Whoa, the, that's, the multifamily wow. event yeah. of the year. Bold, right? a, that is a bold statement, but I will say of yeah. the year. Right? So it's MFIN Multifamily Investor Network Conference. We've talked about it the last six months. It's coming up February 12th here in Houston, Texas. If you haven't booked your flight, I would suggest you do it immediately. Yeah, I right? think we've booked you know, out. We've still bought the hotel. I mean, everything, you know, rooms probably are all booked most up, but there's a lot of hotels there. You can find so others. We're approaching and 500 people that are going to be there. We will, we will probably sell out. Ben doesn't know this, but we will sell out probably in the next day or two. Yes. All right. So this is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. So Shanna's actually not joking. This is not a sales pitch. So if you want it, Go check it out. It really, truly is your last call. That's the coupon code, $120 off. We're not making any money on this thing. It's just meant to have a good time, to network, to collaborate, and ultimately potentially find your next investor, find your next deal partner, maybe find a vendor that you needed, right? All the vendors, all the sponsors that come out, these are the people that we use, that we like, we trust, you know? And so if you want to come out and you don't know the construction company or a mortgage broker or an insurance broker, we've got all those people there for you. These people are the people that we work with. So come out, check it out. We've got great panels. Tom Wheelwright. Tom Wheelwright. Garrett, Garrett Sutton. Sutton Robert, Robert Helms. Helms Ferris Musa. Ben Sutton. I don't know about you those know. guys, but, you know, the first three, right? And Tom Wheelwright being probably the most popular. He's Him and Garrett are part of, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's kind of inner circle. And they've wrote a lot of great books on CPA and, you know, uh, the legalities of what we do. And then, obviously, Robert Helms is great with the real estate guys. You know, and then we have some great panels and some great breakouts. So we're really excited about it. But... Before that, oh my gosh, it's that time of the month again. It is our meetup, the Houston Real Estate Networking Mixer. We just named it. We every copyright that first thing. Thursday of every month. Oh, we do oh. it here in downtown Houston. And, you know, we get a big turnout, 100, 150 people typically. Yep. We won't be at this one, but we'll see you guys at the next one. We uh, happen to be traveling at this one. We, but there should be a crude crowd. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're doing just kind of a networking mixture. So definitely get out there and check it out. Yeah, yeah no, there'll be a lot of great people there. I think we had, what, 170 last time, Chana? She's, she's nodding her head yes. So We have 250 RSVPs. 250 RSVPs. Oh, my gosh. All right. So it's going to be a great, great event. Invested Agents with Chris Bounds, Sandmore Investments with Boris Sanchez are great partners on that. They're going to be out there. A lot of networking, a lot of collaborating again, right? So that's this Thursday, February 3rd at Pitch 25. So what's coming up next, man, or next week? Next week, we'll be talking about boosting income and lowering expenses and multifamily oh real estate. Oh, my gosh. This one's going to be, be ready. A fun one. This is really where you can make 
your NOI go up and therefore increase your value. So love it. Did you look at the hypothetical value of our state of Cypress deal, by the way? It's pretty big. It's pretty high right now. Our NOI is really (laughs) stupidly high right now. But skewed high, but it's kind of nice to imagine. I love it. I love it. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. Take care. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. We have some really great episodes coming up, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For those interested in passively investing in cash-flowing multifamily properties, visit disruptequity.com invest. Fill out your information there, and you will get notified when we release our next multifamily passive investment offering.